On 2-2, Garcia climbs the ladder on a fastball, sends a fly ball to left center, it will be caught! Michael Brantley, fountain of youth into the gap in left center to take away a run. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bats. Game three is in the books. Alex and I are down on the field where the Astros just wrapped up. Really a must-win game, taking their first win of the series, winning 8-5. to I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. Alex, it's been a fun road trip up here. It's been a great day here today. The crowd was wild. It, this was an impressively loud stadium. Also, I don't, I don't know if you just saw, but I almost fell off my box. I did not see the, that. As the show was opening. So that would have been a great start to everything. But it was hard to even kind of hear yourself when we were talking in the pregame show. This place gets wild it lived up to all the expectations once you're inside it really truly is a magical place but this was the rangers first loss this postseason yeah that that was a huge one that was their first loss all postseason had won seven in a row coming into this uh like you said i thought the crowd was awesome here tonight i didn't know what to expect let me paint you a picture okay you come up out of the middle of nowhere you look up and there's just this giant tin warehouse. And you think, wow, that's the baseball stadium. Well, three of them, because it's right next to the old one. The and old then you'll have Jerry's World right one, behind it. And then, yes, the football stadium. But this one in particular just looks like a giant tin warehouse. And then you get inside, and it's incredible. Yeah. I, re- I, I love it in here. This place is awesome. It's unlike any baseball stadium I've been in. It is very unique. It does get very loud. If you're watching, you can see the outside of the stadium now. Uh, but it really is. It's just so fun in here. It's very unique. I had a great time here, and the crowd really was loud from our pregame show. It was really difficult to hear, uh-huh. and uh, I thought they did a great job tonight, even though the Astros got a lead early. But the thing is, they were just as loud when they were cheering for the Rangers as they were booing the Astros. And as we know, the Astros are incredible on the road, and they are still alive. This was a must win for them. How'd they get it done here tonight? Alex. The Astros aren't dead yet. That's the takeaway from tonight. The Rangers lost a chance to essentially eliminate the Astros uh-huh. tonight. It wouldn't have been over, but it kind of would have been over if you go down 3 nothing. So the Rangers lose that big time. We talked about it pregame. They had a huge chance to really put the Astros away. Historically, if they lose this one, only one team ever has come back from 3-0. They weren't able to do that. The Astros win the first game on the road. And now they have all the momentum. Mm -hmm. Alex, and seven-game series, any series really, is about grabbing the momentum and running with it. And the the Rangers had all the momentum throughout the entire course of the playoffs to this point. Nobody was able to beat them. Not once. Not the Rays. Not the Orioles, not the Astros to this point. So now the Astros take the momentum back in this series. And and now they're on the road where this is where they thrive. The Astros are so much better on the road. And it doesn't really make sense to anybody. Uh, I did catch up with Jeremy Pena, which we'll, we'll show that in a little while, but asked him, like, why are the Astros better on the road? But they just are. They've won six in a row in this building here. Mm-hmm. They're seven and one on the year in this building. Twelve in a row in the postseason when scoring first on the road in the post and regular season combined. Twelve in a row. 
So when this team gets on the road, whatever the reason may be, whether they whether they embrace the villain role, whether they just love hitting first and scoring first and getting on the board first, I don't know what it is, but they are so much better. They were a below 500 team at home this year, but you get them on the road, they have the best run differential and the best record in all of Major League Baseball on the road. But tonight, Alex, their bats woke up. Mm-hmm. Everybody. There was only one player in this entire series for the Astros that it seemed like was here from game one, and that's Jordan Alvarez. Well, not game one because he struck out three times, but game two, mm-hmm. we know what he did. Two homers, but all of them woke up today. From the very beginning of the game, Jose Altuve homered early. But not just homered early. He had one homer, um, ended up being his – he had one homer in the game, but he was five feet away combined from having three homers the guy was flying out to the warning track every single at bat he hit a ball hard late in the game Jose Altuve has arrived he loves he speaking of the Astros being the villain Jose Altuve loves being the villain and let me just put this out as a message to Rangers fans stop booing Jose Altuve just stop doing it we've seen it all across baseball since 2019 when everything came out about the Astros everyone hates on Jose Altuve you go to Yankee Stadium the Astros don't even have to be playing in a game Alex and Yankees fans are screaming fuck Altuve okay cut it out it doesn't work it doesn't matter to him he has embraced that role nobody has more hits since 2015 in the postseason in New York than Jose Altuve cheer him on just don't boo him. It doesn't work. And the rest of the Astros offense has woken up as well. Second all-time after tonight in home runs in the postseason. Yep. How cool is that? 25 home runs. He's now second all-time in postseason history in home runs with 25. Congratulations to Jose Altuve. I love me some Jose Altuve. Alex was just talking to him a couple minutes ago down here. One of the nicest dudes in baseball. One of the best players in baseball. And come postseason time on the road, he might be the best player in all of Major League Baseball. Next up is their depth, Alex. The depth of the Astros compared to the depth of the Rangers. That's what we saw here tonight. That's what I talked about early in the season. Christian Javier going in the, on game three for the Houston Astros. He's tied for second most all-time for pitchers with postseason starts of five or more innings and zero earned runs. Tied for second all-time. We saw that here tonight. He dominated, and then the question became, what are the Rangers going to do? Do you go to another starter? Do you go to Max Scherzer, where there are so many question marks with Max Scherzer? What's going to be the key for the Rangers? It's going to, it has to be Max Scherzer going deep into a ball game. He wasn't able to do that tonight. He didn't look great. Then comes the bullpen. If you can get into the Rangers' bullpen early, then that's where they really struggle. They have to shorten the game because their depth isn't great. And how did they win game one and two? Well, in a seven-game series, depth doesn't show itself in games one and two. It shows itself in game three and four, where you have to find a starter to get you some outs. Was it going to be Max Scherzer? Well, we didn't, we didn't know. But tonight, that proved that that wasn't the case. So who are they going to throw in game four? We don't know that yet. Is it going to be Dunning? Is it going to be Andrew Heaney? Well, I got news for you, Rangers fans. Neither of them are great options against the Astros. All the stars rake against the Texas Rangers and Andrew Heaney and Dane Dunning. Rake against them. So... Time will tell who that starter is going to be, but the depth really showed itself tonight. 
for the Houston Astros. Next up being the confidence of the locker room, Alex. I talked to many players Mm -hmm. in the Houston Astros locker room before the game. I talked to my brother last night at dinner. It's not even like a uh, an overly confident thing or like a we can still do it. It became, oh, yeah, I, I believe we're going to win this series. And there was just no doubt about it. So you get this team on the road where I mentioned they're the best team in baseball. And, yeah, they might be down 0-2. And you don't want to be down 0-2. You never do. But there's not a single doubt in these guys' mind that they're able to win this series. They are so confident in themselves. And that showed itself tonight as well. They've, they've been here before, Alex. They have never been in this situation that they were before tonight where they were down 0-2 but now you win this game and it's 1-2 they've been here before and they've come back to win this game was huge for the Houston Astros and as I've said all postseason long and all regular season long my friends the Houston Astros are inevitable and they showed that here tonight well you could really see the confidence not only from the players before the game, but as you mentioned, just talking to everybody, hearing their quotes, they said they were taking it one game at a time, one pitch at a time, one hit at a time. Yep. And you even talked about it with Jeremy Pena after the game. Yeah, so I was able to catch up with him. Love me some Jeremy Pena as well. and was able to talk to him about being down 0-2, why they're so good on the road, and how confident that team is in the locker room. Let's check that out. All right, here with Jeremy Pena after a big win tonight. Uh, down 0-2 in the series, coming here. What was the vibe in the clubhouse? How important was this win for the team? Man, it was a huge game for us. You know, it was must win. Uh, we came here with, you know, the, the hunger to win the game. And, uh, yeah, glad we got it done. I don't get it. I don't know if you get it. Why are the Houston Astros so good on the road? I feel like it doesn't matter the environment. You know, we just play for each other. Uh, we, we've done it all year. We've done it previous years. It's just about putting together good at-bats, passing it out to the next guy, and it uh, doesn't matter where we're playing. Coming into to tonight, again, down 0-2. Now it's a 1-2 series. How confident is this team, though down one game, you got two more on the road, potentially two more at home. How confident is that Houston Astros locker room right now? We're feeling good. We're feeling good. We're still confident. Uh, I know tomorrow's going to be a battle. You know, get some rest, and let's do it again tomorrow. Congrats, buddy. Thank you. Now, obviously, the offense was extremely confident, putting up eight runs here tonight against the Rangers. But the Rangers also made a pretty strong call starting Max Scherzer tonight, right? We didn't know how long he was going to last, what he was going to look like. Didn't last more than four full innings, but the damage was done. He gave up five hits five runs. How do you see the Rangers using Scherzer now moving forward? Look, was it the right call to start, Max? I, I think the answer there is yes, Alex. I, I don't think that was the, the – I, I think he needed to start tonight. Mm-hmm. How do I see him being used throughout the course of the rest of this series? If I'm if I'm the Rangers, I look, you guys might not agree with me. I, I don't know. But I really don't feel bad about what I saw out of Max Scherzer tonight, if I'm Rangers fans. He's healthy. I saw the velocity in the first inning. It was there. He was getting some swings and misses early on his off-speed stuff that I really like to see. Uh, had some guys off balance at times. You look up, and it's not the result you wanted, right? You have a wild pitch earlier in the game. A run scores. Maldonado gets a hit to the left side. Next thing you know, you look up, and it's a 3 nothing ball game. But he went. his pitch count got up there. He was pretty good, and I thought 
he did enough to show me that if you need to turn back to him late in the postseason, let's say this gets to a game seven. I do think you give the ball back to Max Scherzer in a game seven. I really do. Not the outcome you wanted tonight, but he's healthy, threw, some, threw a lot of pitches, and his stuff was really good out there, I thought, as well. But look, Alex, this is the same injury that Justin had to battle back mm -hmm. from. And it wasn't an easy battle. It took well over a month. To, it took over a month to come back. Then he went on some minor league rehab assignments. Then he comes back. Then he wasn't great for a while in the big leagues. It took him a bit of time. The injury just kept nagging, uh, didn't go away for a bit, um, and, and then it just took that time to come back. And his stuff wasn't sharp. So I don't think it – I really don't think it's fair to expect Max Scherzer to come out in this game and be 100% and the Hall of Fame pitcher we know he is. But they don't have a better option, which is why they need him to come back in this series at some point. If the Texas Rangers are going to go back – if this series gets back to Houston uh – -huh. They're going to need Max Scherzer at some point. And I don't hate what I saw tonight, but he's not going to be the best of his capability, but it doesn't matter. A Max Scherzer at 85 90% is still better than most pitchers in the league at 100%, and you'll take your chances with that guy on the mound. And honestly, probably best-case scenario for him to go out there, and he needed to get a game in, right? He needed to get that game experience. And when you're up by two games in a series, this is kind of that game that you can take that chance and, and see what happens. So when you need him in a game five or a six or a seven – in a tight pinch, he has at least a little bit of that game experience. That's why we said, Alex, when we were standing down on the field in Houston, why is this game so important for the Rangers? Well, you need to go up 2-0 because you yeah. have Max Scherzer going yeah. in game three, and you don't know what that means. Mm -mm. Nobody did. Max didn't know how he would throw. He talked about it after the game or after his sim game. He said, I threw 68 pitches. I don't know what that means for how many pitches I'm going to be able to throw in a game. They had just clinched the ALCS, so he – admittedly was hung over when he threw the bullpen it was like I, I was hung over it felt good yeah. I think we'll see going forward so we weren't supposed to expect him to be 100% tonight but what this start needed it gave them the ability to go back to him late in the series he threw 63 pitches tonight right around what he was doing in a sim game if you can get that from him later in a series and maybe a little bit sharper than he was tonight I think you got to do it. And there was also some other great moments for the Rangers here tonight. I mean, Jordan Alvarez hit a ball 416 feet. In 22 out of the 30 ballparks, that would have been out. But Tavares made an incredible catch here tonight. How hard is it to rob a home run like that? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I spent a many of my career doing outfield drills where you got to run up against the wall and try and climb it and catch the ball over the fence. Let me explain it for just a second. It ain't easy, and it ain't just running back to the wall and jumping as high as you can and catching the ball. One, you're not taking your eyes off the ball, mm -hmm. right? You're looking. So you know before the game, if you're at a new stadium, he's not. This is their home stadium. Yeah. You know how many full stride, how many full strides it takes before you get to the wall. And not just get to where you can touch the wall. You know how many strides it takes for where you need to jump so that you don't run into the wall. That's what typically happens when you go to rob a home run. You run right back to the fence, you go to jump, and you jump straight into the wall. Your shoulder hits the wall, you don't get the height you need to. Tonight, we this was a perfectly timed and perfectly executed home run robbery by Leody Tavares. I loved it. It is extremely difficult to do. But look, let's let's look out there, Alex. Yeah. It's right behind us. That ain't a short wall. Oh, no. I mean, everything's tall to me, but that's... That's a good point. Yep. That's, that's a good point. You're just like a little, just looking up at the world. Yeah. And that fence we're all looking up Here, at. Here, let's, let's remember. 
There you she's go. She's on a box. There you go, guys. And um, she's back but, up. But no, and, and one thing I need to say, StatCast confuses me sometimes. Yeah. said 416 feet and he robbed the homer. And that says four. It says 407 and that's exactly where he robbed it. So hey. I don't know. Maybe something's a little off there. But I don't want to take away from this catch. Yeah. This was incredible. It is not easy to do. I've spent much of my outfield career practicing this, jumping into the wall, learning how to do it, and he executed that perfectly. One of the best plays that we have seen of the postseason. It's just a little underappreciated because it's kept a 7-2 ball game from yeah. going to an 8-2 ball game. But I did do it once in my career, Alex. Okay. It was it was probably the best catch of my career. Okay, I must so say. then question: What what was better, hitting a home run or robbing a home run like that? <sighs> I'm gonna say a homer, like because okay. catch it, it helps the stats. Um, the the best thing I've ever done. Robbing a homer is fun. Hitting a homer off of your brother is even more fun. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Anytime you can just slide that into conversation, you will. Yeah, in case you guys haven't heard. One for one yep. with a homer off my brother. Yep, so. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, player of the game. Who you got? Uh, player of the game for me tonight, Alex. Uh, I, I know you look at the box score and it might not be the most impressive numbers. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Jose Altuve for what I saw here tonight. And by the way, he did hit a homer. It's he not did. like he had a bad game. But he hit a homer. Every single ball that he hit tonight was crushed. The homer, the two outs to the outfield. We were, we had just, we hadn't even hardly signed off from our pregame show, Alex. We mm -hmm. turn around and Jose Altuve is hitting a ball right over there, about a foot in front of the wall that ends up getting caught. Two at bats later, after the home run, hits another ball right to the wall in center field crushes a single later in the game and then his only other out was a hard hit ball to Corey Seager where he made a great throw on it and threw him out threw him out at third base Jose Altuve is the spark plug of this offense Jordan Alvarez is the best hitter in baseball but the Houston Astros go as Jose Altuve goes Jordan Alvarez has been great he's been the best hitter in the postseason but the Astros were 0-2 coming into this series they go as Altuve goes and tonight he went He's been dominant in this, and he was dominant in this game. Jose Altuve has more multi-hit games in the postseason since 2017 than 25 teams have postseason games played since 2017. Yeah. As the Astros go, Jose Altuve goes, and vice versa. He's my player of the game, and if he's hot, I mentioned everything tonight, Alex. Yeah. The momentum, them playing on the road. Jose Altuve's hot. If he's hot, the Astros don't lose. And also, he's been here before. He's one of three players that was on both of those World Series winning teams. He knows how to kind of have that composure of, of not being afraid to come back in a series. Yep. So he is a leader and the heart and soul of that clubhouse. But let's now move to the NLCS because the Phillies are up two games over the D-backs, a dominating 10 to nothing win last night. What has been your biggest takeaway from that series so far? My biggest takeaway is that it's an absolute bloodbath right now. The Phillies are dominating that series, and yes, the, the D-backs haven't played great baseball, but it's to me about the Philadelphia Phillies and how right now they look like by far the best team remaining in the postseason. And th th their offense is unstoppable. One through nine, you have Alec Bohm playing great. You have Nick Castellanos playing fantastic. You have Bryce Harper doing Bryce Harper things. He's, there's no better big game player than Bryce Harper right now. 
Kyle Schwarber, three homers in the first two games of that yep. series. Schwarber's hot. Schwarber is hot. And there's really, I feel like when he gets hot, he can be the hot. He can he can be the best hitter on the planet. But he is so streaky, super hot, super cold. Right now, it's all about the Phillies' offense. They scored ten runs last night in their in their victory over the Diamondbacks in that ten nothing final. They lead the series two nothing. My big takeaway is this is a bloodbath. And it's nothing that the right now there's nothing the D-backs can do. They're going back home with their best two pitchers getting rocked in Philly. Mm -hmm. They have a serious lack of depth. I wouldn't be surprised if this series goes more than I, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends in a sweep. So okay, you're, you're feeling a sweep. I mean, game three we have Ranger Suarez and Brandon Fott going head to head. What do you what are you expecting from that? Ranger Suarez has been great. Yeah. I mean, what coming into the postseason, uh, I, I was I, I said many times, look. The Phillies' offense is incredible, and it's even better than it was last year. But what can you get from the pitching? Zach Wheeler has been great, but Aaron Nola, not good this year. Ranger Suarez, out for a lot of the year, came back and wasn't great. But if you can get what they gave you in the postseason last year, this team is far and away better than that team that won the NL pennant last year. Truly, I believe that. That offense, let's not forget, Trey Turner wasn't on the team last year. Mm -hmm. Nick Castellanos was cold as ice in the playoffs last year. This year, it's the complete opposite. The first player in postseason history to have back-to-back -back home, back-to-back -back games with multiple home runs. First time that's ever been done this postseason. Castellanos did that. He's been raking. This team is completely different. They're pitching now. Man, the Phillies are a problem. And I don't see the Diamondback stopping them. And uh, Nick also has this kind of like vibe, icy, fire attitude going right now. He's got he's got a whole persona around him. It's feeling like we're going to be dancing on our own back in Philly again for the World Series. You know who has a vibe around them right now? It's the Philly crowd. Yeah, they and do. And I, I will say we experienced it last year to a degree. It has looked to me. Like, the stadium this year is even louder. It is. And actually, Alex, before we came out on the field, right before the game ended, it was down in the tunnel, was talking to somebody that came from Philly last night and said it doesn't even compare to last year. The World really? Series last year. It is so much louder That's in exciting. Philly right now than it even was in the World Series, and it truly does seem that way. Yeah. So, look, I'm not going to say we're going to Philly. Uh, I would bet on us going to Philly. That's what it feels like is going to happen. And that place right now is louder than anything I have ever seen, and that crowd has been phenomenal. Are you betting on us doing another road trip back to Houston? I, th I think tonight was vital. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the Houston Astros can win this series. I really do. I, I would bet on us going back to Houston. I think the Astros can absolutely win this series now. All they needed to do – not all they needed to do. There's still a lot of work to be done, and you yeah. ra you'd rather be in the Rangers dugout right now, right? You have a one-game lead. But if you're the Houston Astros, you feel fine about this. And I was talking to a lot of the players before the game today, and a lot of them were just saying, we just got to get started early here, get the momentum, and then we feel really good about things. That's exactly what they did. They scored in the second inning. They never looked back. They led from, from the second inning on. I, feel, I absolutely believe the Houston Astros can win this series. And uh, if you for one second think this is over because the Rangers have two more home games, well, guess what? <laughs> We're doing this show from Minute Maid North right now. That's what the Houston Astros fans call this place because they dominate games here. That's what they believe. And the Houston Astros feel right at home here. 
So we'll see what happens in the next I think two tomorrow's going to be a big one for both of them. If, if Rangers can go up 3-1 or if the Astros tie this series up, it's two completely different vibes for both teams. I think whoever kind of gets tomorrow's game has the upper hand on this series. I agree. But, Alex, if it does end up going back to Houston, you best yes. believe we are going to have another great road trip <laughs> It took us on eight our hours to, go, to drive three and a half hours up It was here. a three and a <laughs> half hour trip, and it took us eight <laughs> hours. Why? Because we stopped at a statue on the side of the road. We went to a uh, the Texas Penitentiary. That was we, crazy. We went to a Bucky's. We First went time? to a Whataburger. First time? A lot of first-time stuff here. Well, for you. I had yeah. Yes. First time for Alex. Uh, Whataburger, clearly better than In-N-Out. Nope. In-N-Out is 100% (laughs) 20 a million times better than Whataburger. I'll give it for your sauces. Sauces, 10 out of 10. Those were fire. 20 million. 20 million. Uh, It really was. It was a great road trip. Uh, We had a lot of fun doing it. What turned into what? What was a three and a half hour trip turned into a really fun, longer day shooting a bunch of stuff. So if we end up going back, uh, we'll spend another couple hours in Bucky's. How's that sound? Okay. Deal? That was fun. I'll, I'll go try all the brisket and the fudge and the jerky <laughs> yeah. and the nuts again. Get a whole lunch while we're at it. Well, that does it for us here tonight down in the field. Houston Astros taking a huge one. A must-win game for the Houston Astros in Game 3. We now have a 2-1 series. The night game tomorrow night here in Dallas or in Arlington. I keep saying Dallas. Well, because we're, we're, we're staying in Dallas. We're staying in Dallas. That's why. But That's we're okay. in Arlington. That's Uh, But this one was a lot of fun tonight. We will be back tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them and streaming live on TikTok. But for tonight, that does it. Remember, everyone, the Houston Astros are inevitable. See you tomorrow.